welcome to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. I'm your host, Paola, founder of Socials by Paola and Teen Boss Babes. I'm obsessed with supporting young entrepreneurs on making their business dreams come true. Stick around with me and learn all about starting your journey, how to grow, how to be successful, other boss babe journeys, and my journey. Now, let's get into being a Teen Boss Babe. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Alex. She's 27, has already founded two successful companies, and her journey all started when she was just a teen. She is one of the best boss babes I personally know. I actually interned with her for We Love, and I'm beyond happy for her to share her story with you guys. Alex, thanks for being here. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm so happy to be here with you, Paola. I'm such a big fan of yours. Definitely one of the best interns we've ever had. And now you're already on your journey to being a boss, babe. And like I said to you just before we started recording, when you get to be my age, I can't wait to see where you're at because you're going to be absolutely dominating, even though you already are now. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you, Alex. It means so much. I just want to tell you guys that I got Alex on this podcast because she was the one who helped me start my journey, helped me get to where I am now, and I'm beyond thankful. And I I also want to learn a little bit more about her journey, and I hope you guys are excited too. So I want to start out real quick with just telling my listeners who you are and what you do and what just what have you done with your life. <laughs> For sure. I'm happy to jump in here. So I like to start my journey, you know, very, very early. I promise not to make this too long, but I've always been really passionate about sustainability and that passion has really led me to achieve everything that I have so far. So my parents are the owners of a metal recycling company and that really inspired me to recycle clothing. And not a lot of people know this, but the fashion industry is one of the most wasteful industries in the world and actually accounts for 10% of all CO2 emissions and basically 10% of global warming. So recycling clothes is a huge solution to that problem and is 82% more sustainable um, than buying something new. So all of my entrepreneurial ventures have really been around solving that problem And when I went to college, I really started asking myself, you know, where are my clothes from? And I started this little, I guess, just kind of hobby website called Boutique, Boston University Boutique, uh, where girls on campus could buy and sell each other's clothes. And it got really, really popular. I ended up turning it into my first venture, which was called Uniteeks. It was a college marketplace for buying and selling on campus. I even had a little storefront um, out of my apartment, believe it or not, but it was really, really popular. And I, I actually made my first $10,000 selling other people's clothes out of my apartment. And that was the money that I used to start my first business. So it was really interesting how just like a little passion project out of my own apartment ended up funding my first business. Um, at Uniteeks, I really took it as far as I think it could go. I won Boston University's Best New Venture. I was a finalist in Mass Challenge. And I earned a spot as a recurring speaker at Harvard University Women in Business Conference, where I currently speak every single year. And I love to be a panelist there. So that's been a really great part of my journey. And I think it's really important to say that like, there are so many ups and downs when you start a business. And I did have a down when it came to Uniteeks. I wasn't able to raise a venture capital dollars for it and I had to take a pivot. 
So I closed down Uniteeks and launched it again as a new company called Relove, my second company. Uh, with Relove, I got into Techstars, which is a really amazing venture accelerator for startups, especially in the tech space. So if that's something that you want to do, if you want to build an app, definitely take a look at Techstars. It's an amazing program. I raised about a million dollars of venture capital for Relove, which is something I'm really, really proud of. And I was able to grow to 100,000 users my first year in business at Relove, sell the company, and that was a huge success for me. That was really, really exciting. And then I now took a job as the chief marketing officer at List Perfectly. So it's been a up and down roller coaster ride, but everything, every like weirdly, every door that closed honestly just opened up a door that was even bigger and better. And I think that that's something I now find a lot of peace in. And I hope that really helps a lot of these listeners because you know, you're going to have so many doors that close between now and the time you're my age, just 10 years, right? Between us, Paula. Yeah. And every time it closes, it's going to hurt, but I swear it makes room for a bigger door. I love that. Your journey is just amazing. I love being able to like hear like how you went from starting Uniteeks to now selling Relove and you know, restarting with a whole other business that you're currently working with. And I'm really excited that I'm able to learn more (laughs) during this episode. So I also want to know, why did you want to focus on sustainability and college students? Did you know that that was like a target market to get to? So a couple different reasons. And I want to give everybody context. That's a, that's a great question, by the way. So a little bit about these businesses. First, Uniteeks was an uh, on-campus marketplace for buying and selling clothes. Then I relaunched it as Relove, which was a mobile app for buying and selling clothes, but still focused on the lower priced items and more of the brands that younger women, for example, women that are in college really like. So like Nasty Gal and uh, Toby, Opali, Dolls Kill, those were the kinds of brands that did really well on Relove which is very different than all the other marketplaces out there like Tradesy and um, the Real Real, which are really focused on luxury. And even Poshmark, you'll notice, is like more focused on luxury than it is um, on those everyday brands. So the reason that I was so passionate about that, that audience and that price point and those types of clothes are because that's where most of the waste happens, right? Like most people don't throw out a Gucci belt. Most people don't throw out, you know, a Louis Vuitton bag. So that's great that we're extending the life cycle of those luxury items. But like what happens to all those fast fashion items that are actually really, really cute or like, you know, a black bodysuit that's like decently made, like can be worn multiple times by multiple people or a denim jacket, right? We had a lot of Levi's, like those things really do stand the test of time. So I really wanted to focus on that price point. And the reason we focused on college students to be just really transparent with you is it's a really great target market for anyone starting their first business because it's really easy to reach them. It's like, how do you reach your audience? Well, they're on a campus, right? They're in one location. If you just really use that location on your socials, right? That's like how you can get an audience on that campus to look at you. If I'm always using the location UCLA, I could reach out to different sororities right on campus and like 
promote it within their sororities. So I just think because college, everybody in that audience is like condensed to one area, it actually makes it a lot lower cost to reach them. So for anyone thinking about starting a business, college students, they don't have like dispensable income the same way as other um, markets, other, you know, different, um, I guess, demographics do. But it's, you know, the benefit is it's really easy to reach them. So it's a really great way to get market research and just like test your product. Yeah. Oh my God. I love your answers. They're amazing. I, I know that a lot of listeners are going to learn so much from you. And I noticed that like, it does make sense that you, that you guys focus on college students because it is something that's very easy. When I went on a college like trip to see colleges, I just saw like these students just walking around and just like talking to everyone. And I was just like, this is like such a great way to network and connect and get people like to know, like to spread the word. And I understand that like, now I get it why you guys chose college students. But also when I was interning for you at Relove, I learned so many marketing skills, like so, so many. And I learned so many life skills that I now cherish and now I share with my followers. So I would love to know, and I hope my listeners would love to know, how did you learn your marketing skills? Did you learn them in college or yourself or from past experiences? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Thank you. Um, so... I will say that I always was a little marketing girl. You know, I was always trying to figure out how to sell something and I loved being the middle person. Like I was always like, oh, I have a friend who does this. And then my friend would like give me 10%, you know, and I just like connecting people. And it wasn't even like about the money necessarily, although it's always great to, and, and like you should be paid, right? For making those types of introductions. And like, I just want to say to these listeners, like don't cut yourself out of any deals. Like Yes, it's great to do people favors, but your time is valuable. So like value your time and get something out of it and never feel bad for that, seriously. So I think I've always just been really interested in connecting people and like even with Relove, right? I was connecting buyers and sellers. So that's always been a natural thing for me. And I went to college for communications, which I loved. And I really think that that made it easy for me to share my vision and my values through the lens of a company and really create a community around that because it's great to have a great business but if you can't communicate that effectively and and also really in a concise way that people can remember then it's not something that is ever going to like be a great company right all these great companies have an ability to communicate their product their mission their values to their customers so i do think that going to school for pr really really helped with that and pr was in the college of communications at boston university so i really loved doing that and i learned a lot there but i will say like having mentors is where i learned most of my marketing skills from so I was really lucky to have a couple amazing mentors. Um, the former vice president of operations at the Honest Company, her name's Kat Chen. She's now the owner of a company called Skylar, but she was responsible for, for $50,000 in orders a day. So just like learning from somebody like her um, and having these amazing mentors, like I had the uh, former chief of operations at dog vacay work with me and all these people do marketing as well like they know how to do it so it was just a really fantastic 
thing to learn from these people. I even got to meet with the CMO of Tinder and just like really learning from people that have more knowledge than me and more experience is key. So like I was telling uh, Paula, like it's so important to do an internship and, and also like really make an effort in that internship. Like Paula and I became so close through her internship and I wanted to mentor her because she was putting so much into her internship and I wanted to put so much into her back, you know? So when you find a great mentor, like work hard for them, show them that you're, that you're there and you're showing up and they will show up for you too. If they're a good mentor and if not get out of there. <laughs> so, because you deserve better. So just really find yourself a great mentor. And I, I can't stress enough the importance of mentors. That is amazing. I am really honored to have Alex as one of my mentors and my first ever mentor. She was able to get me through a lot, help me be in an internship with just college students. It was crazy for me to have that experience of being the only high school student and probably the only high school student you guys ever had on Relove and right. being an intern. intern. And going back to having a mentor, it's amazing to have a mentor, Alex and um, Lauren were able to give me a call, a recommendation letter for college, which my college fiddle was so, so, so impressed with. And if you would, I would have never met Alex and would have never met that mentorship that we have and that connection. I don't think I would have ever received a recommendation letter as well as hers and Lauren. So I really feel that making a mentor and building a mentorship, like, a mentor relationship is really important when wanting to grow and wanting to, you know, pursue your dreams because they will always be there for you even after your internship, if they are a good mentor, like Alex said. So I really believe in like building relationships, networking, because with Alex, I, you know, with marketing with Relove, I've been able to get, you know, new followers and create a bond with these girls that are are following their dreams, are in college, are studying something that they're so interested in. And it's just crazy what one thing can lead to the, can lead to the other, like Alex said. So I would always love to know because I have always been a leader. So have you always been a leader? Is there a history of entrepreneurs in your family? Um, or is there entrepreneurs you've always looked up to? Yes, I definitely come from an entrepreneurial family. Almost everyone in my family is an entrepreneur. My dad owns his own business. My cousin owns his, owns his own business. So, and you know, his brothers own their own businesses, but I will say it's a lot of men, right? I actually don't have any other women in my family that own a business. And so because of that, I just really want to be the first one to start that legacy and hopefully inspire future generations in my own family. Like, wow, our aunt Alex or our cousin Alex owns her own business so I can do it too. I've always been inspired and I've never been um, deterred by the fact that, you know, I have those really just male examples in my family, but I've always been inspired by that and wanted to build on that. And something I think that runs in my family, I would be the first girl to actually do it. And I, I actually have done it right. So I'm the first girl to have done it. That's amazing. I love how you stood up for your family and you're like, I'm going to be the first girl to create this, the first woman in my family to become yeah. a leader, to be my own entrepreneur. And as in my family history, my grandpa was the co-owner of a flower shop and he, him wow. and also my uncle is a really good graphic designer and I really found out that he had started his own company when he was younger but 
at the same time, like I've seen my family grow in business and I told myself, like, I want to be the entrepreneur, the woman entrepreneur of my family. And I want to make a role model for my cousins, my aunts, for anyone at any age, but also other teens, not just my family, other teens that want to start their journey. And this is the reason why I started Team Boss Face because I know there's other teens out there who want to start their journey, but they're just too scared and seeing that from my perspective and my experience. So I hope that people listening are able to feel so inspired by mine and Alex's, you know, tips and what we're sharing currently. But I know that Alex has been able to speak at conferences and speak at very important schools and top Ivy League schools. So what was it like being able to be featured in like Forbes? Because I know, I know you got featured in Forbes, but also speak at Ivy League universities. Like it's crazy. What does it feel like? Oh my God. Can I be real with you? There is honestly no better feeling. Like I raised a lot of venture capital for Relove, almost a million dollars. That was a huge success. I've been on TV before. I was featured in Forbes, but I have to say that speaking at Harvard has been the number one experience of this entire journey because you're in a room full of like literally some of the smartest women in the country, right? That are all there on your panel, like I speak on the entrepreneurship and startups panel. So these are all entrepreneurial women, like our future leaders. Mark Zuckerberg went to Harvard, like who knows the next huge idea is sitting in that room. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it's going to be from a woman for sure. So it's just really cool that I'm able to offer them anything, honestly, because I'm so inspired by them, you know, and I know I'm like kind of being humble right now, but really it's, it's really a huge honor that I get to offer something to these future women, these future leaders. So that's been really, really special for me. And I think the best part is that I'm always the youngest one there. So the other women that are sitting next to me speaking with me are actually great, like potential mentors to me. Mm -hmm. So I made lot of friends with the women that are sitting next to me on the panels like one of them raised 72 million dollars for her company and I and it was so funny like I'm speaking to this big this room full of like 150 women and this woman next to me is like really blowing me away because I'm like wow I want her to be my mentor so I like turned to her and I just kept like really focusing on what she said. And the minute the panel was done, I was like, do you want to have lunch with me? I want to buy you lunch. And so we went to lunch and she's been an amazing mentor to me ever since. So it's like just really putting yourself out there. And that's just been honestly the best experience is the women I've met and the women I've had the honor of inspiring. That is something that I one day wish to be. I want to be that young, you know, inspiring person. Like you just said, you were the youngest one there. And I feel like I already made that change when I was the youngest one interning for Relove, but also being the young one that people are seeing, like she is starting this community at 16, 17. She's going to be big. And I really appreciate all that because that is one of my goals. I want to be known as that girl that started when she was young. She is still young and she is doing it. And Mm -hmm. she is growing something that she knows is positive for teens for girls for guys for anyone who wants to start their journey so I feel like oh my god it's just I'm learning so much and it's just like bringing me so much joy like knowing your story and your experiences and I feel like I see myself in you and I see I see I see you in me as well for sure (laughs) and I I see 
you will absolutely get there. And my best advice to you is put yourself out there over and over again. Like this is the weirdest thing, but the first time I ever got on TV, which was on a little like show they did after Project Runway, it was called Project Runway Startup. It was a 30 minute show that they just aired right after Project Runway. I found that on Craigslist. Literally, it was like looking for fashion entrepreneurs. So just keep your eyes open. And like when you see a conference on social media, like there's so many meetups. I know right now nothing's really going on because of COVID, which I hope everybody's doing okay. Um, but whenever that starts up again, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conferences and like, Paula, you can totally speak at them. Like it doesn't matter how big or small it is. Like just just kind of put yourself out there and start, you know what I mean? Because then when the really big conference comes, you can say, oh, I've already been a speaker at X, Y, and Z, this, 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 you know what I mean? And just, it starts small. It really does. Like the first time I ever spoke to people about entrepreneurship, I was talking to like three, four women in a BU basement, you know, <laughs> all the way to like being on, being featured in Forbes. And like the show that I did on Project Runway had 3 million viewers. Like that's a lot of people that are listening to you. So just always put yourself out there and just don't worry about it not being where you want it to be right now because there is no such thing as overnight success. It takes time and everything you do is a stepping stone. It's a staircase, like there is no elevator. So every step you take is actually a really big step towards your future. Your advice is just amazing. I hope it hits the listeners as much as it's hitting me right now. Like everything you're saying, it goes through my mind so much. I'm just like, I know I can do this. It's a step-by-step day process. I'm not going to grow you know, 100 million followers in one day. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to take time. And hearing that from you, like it makes it realize like, yeah, it's worth taking it day by day and growing day by day. If that's growing one follower, 10 followers, it does. It's just being able to grow. And as well as like you saying, put yourself out there. I always share that with girls that ask me questions on how to network, how to get their name out there. And I'm just like, do it. Don't be scared. Don't let anyone hold you back. I know being a teenager in high school is really scary. And I'm pretty sure you went through this too, Alex, like sharing who you are and like speaking on what you believe in and what your dreams are is a little scary because there's bullying involved and oh totally making I never got to speak. I never got to be comfortable with anything until I got to college. So any of you that are feeling that way, that's normal. And you're just by acknowledging it, you're already so many steps ahead. Yeah. And I, I really inspire that you saying that, because I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are scared and I just want them to know that there should be no reason to be scared. You're the one that's going to put you where you want to be. No one's going to push you there. You're going to push yourself. So if you want to network with those people and you want to become like someone, some name like you want your name to be known you have to push yourself out there because no one's gonna do it for you and that's kind of what I've been doing before we had the whole COVID-19 issue I went to my first influencer event and it was interesting because I was able to connect with some influencers and content creators and I did some work for them and I made an YouTube intro for at least two of them. And it was crazy to me because I have always looked up to them and I have always followed them, followed their journeys. And without 
speaking to them that day and going up to them and just saying hi I would have never been able to get the opportunities that I did just those two intros but the opportunity to work for a dream client and I feel like pushing yourself and I pushed myself I was nervous I did, I was like why are they going to listen to this 17 year old why are they going to say hi back but I they did and they respected my age and they said I they told me they're like oh wow you're 17 I'm so impressed and I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that want that impression and want that to happen and it can happen and your dreams can come true and I I just love sharing that all the time um but going back to what we're talking about I was having a whole spill there but how I just want to say you guys Paula is just stay with her you know what I mean she is gonna be legitimately way past where I'm at by the time she's my age I'm not even kidding like this girl is a force to be reckoned with she's amazing and I I'm so inspired by you I swear to god like I'm getting so inspired by you right now so just know that it's mutual it's a two-way street thank you so much so I know that now you let go of Relove as you said you sold it so how is life after letting go of Relove selling it and what's your life now did you have like a like a time off process like you were just living life or did you go straight into looking for another job so the craziest thing ever is that like i said when a door closes another one just opens up and me closing relove and selling relove was the exact story of that so what's really funny is nobody anybody that's dreaming of starting a relove right that's a big company. I'm literally dreaming about starting something that's as big as eBay, as big as Etsy, right? Like something huge. It's not like I just dreamt to have like a company that pays my bills like that. We're talking about a hundred million dollar company there, right? Something that's possibly going to go public someday. So having to cut that short, that never feels good because when you created something like that, you like, you have to have the optimism. You have to believe that that's where you're going to be. Otherwise, why do it, right? And why why should anyone else believe in you if you're not going to believe in you? So I did believe that I was going to get there. And so when you actually have reality set in and you realize you're not going to get there, that's a really hard thing to go through. However, I'm proud to say, you know, I sold the business. Like it was a good exit for me. It was a success. Uh, but it, it definitely hurt. And uh, like so much of my identity was tied to Relove. I'm like, oh my God, who am I without a company? I'm not a boss babe anymore. Can I still speak at Harvard? I don't know. You know what I mean? That was kind of the thought. And it's like, wow, I'm losing my identity. So I went through this like identity crisis for a little bit. But then I realized that like everything I did for Relove is like I did it. Like it's me, right? It wasn't Relove that gave me some type of superpower. Like I gave Relove the superpower. You know, it, it came from me. Everything that was created, I created. The business didn't create the opportunities for me. I created the opportunities for the business. You know, and once I realized that, I got to like a much better place. And so I spent like probably three or four months knowing that I was closing and selling um, before anyone else in the world knew. And so it was this weird time where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I, I just really don't know what my next move will be. And that was scary. And so on the day that I announced the closure, literally the day that I said, okay, we love closing and like we're selling it and it's over. Um, I got a call 
one hour later from List Perfectly saying, would you be our chief marketing officer? We're really passionate about what you've done. We're, we're impressed by you. We're going to give you an amazing opportunity with everything you've ever been looking for um, with regards to, you know, like really establishing myself financially. And that was a really big attraction for me because when you're starting a startup, you're living a scrappy life. So I, and of course, I mean, forget just that, although that is always important. Like I think as women, we really need to be thinking about building a financial security blanket for ourselves, you know, and like taking care of ourselves. It's very important. And having that freedom, you know, having that independence. So it, that is a huge attraction to me, but it's also right in the resale space. It's still attacking that fashion waste crisis. It's literally my passion. It's the perfect job for me. And so they offered me this job. It was just something I could never say no to. I was so excited and it's owned by two women. Like, wow. You know what I mean? It, and I just absolutely love what they're building. I, I just was demoing Paula, the uh, list perfectly platform before we got on here and I'm just like I can't believe what they built it's so impressive it's it's a for those of you that don't know what it is it's an app that lets you post to every marketplace at once so you list your item or your product for sale on this perfectly and then you can post it to Poshmark, Trade, Depop, Etsy um, anywhere really just with a click of a button and it goes everywhere for you so I was really passionate about it it's just so crazy because literally an hour after I announced that it was done. I thought it was going to take me months to find out what my next job was going to be. I got a job opportunity an hour later. <laughs> so, so wild, isn't it? That is crazy. Like who would have ever thought like an hour, like that is literally short amount of time. You would have thought like a whole, I'm going to have like a whole three months without a job. Like I have to, you know, do something now. And you got that amazing call in one hour. And it just means like, it just shows that opportunities can open to others. And, you know, you left something that you love and you built and it was a part of you. And now you're going to move on to a journey with something that is going to become a part of you and it's going to help you grow too, which is crazy I I would have never thought that like that I would have never I did not know that story and I was really impressed I was like an hour <laughs> that I know that's crazy it is crazy it's wild have a business right now I know it's really popular to resell clothes and resell on Poshmark Depop Mercari wherever you can get it sold this is a really cool tool. It is amazing. I was checking it out before we started because Alex was just telling me all about it. And I was like, whoever created this is a genius. She is a genius. Yes. So she's the one that created it because it's something that like Alex told me, it's saving you over 40 hours on listings. And if you know, if you've listed something, it takes you forever to take the pictures, to write the descriptions, then to go to another app and upload the pictures. And then it's slow this literally does it for you in seconds it's crazy so i really recommend that if that is something that you currently have business with because i know there's a lot of people that love reselling so that's really cool to know about and while going with this and your new goals and your new job and your new position do you have any future goals or plans as to starting a startup starting again a new business or maybe a community for sustainability anything new that plans that you have 
Yeah, thanks. So I um I am really excited about List Perfectly and I'm really, really happy here. So I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. And actually uh, the women that started the company and I share the exact same dream, which is to start a female owned and female funding venture capital firm someday with all the money that we make uh, at List Perfectly. So we have literally the exact same dream in the same end game. So that is something I'm really passionate about. And as far as like starting my own thing goes, I'm, like I said, I'm really happy where I'm at, but I do believe so much in the power of community. So I have changed the Relub Instagram into an account called Thrift Spired. So it's like inspired, but thrifting, thrift spired. We're talking about sustainable fashion, thrifting tips, ways that you can make your closet, more eco-friendly news, information, resources. It's an amazing account. So definitely go check out Thriftspired. And I'm also doing a lot on my own Instagram, Sustainabay. Today I had an Instagram live with another uh, influencer where we were answering questions about how to be more sustainable during COVID and what is climate crisis. So really I'm just, when it comes to starting my own thing, I'm really just leaning into my own knowledge and my own brand right now and building that. Yeah, that's amazing. I did not even know Relove changed their name. I Wow, thanks for telling me that. But <laughs> I love how you're focusing on your page now and your Instagram, which is amazing. And I've seen you like post more on there. And I love that because you're kind of building your own brand now with your Instagram, with like doing Instagram live, posting more about your day. I love seeing your day. Like I love seeing like your workouts and like some random stuff that you're posting because I love I'm a little nosy so I love knowing what other people are doing I'm pretty sure other people too but I mean yeah of course I don't even think it's nosy at this point it's just like <laughs> that, welcome to social media right yeah it's like oh what is she doing today so that's exactly. kind of like what I'm doing too I do have my main Instagram which is crazy I started posting more about my business and stuff and I never really did because it was such like friend oriented and you know, high school and, you know, my family. And I was like, it's time for me to expand and get other people and other, you know, people on my page. And ever since I started posting about my businesses, if it's either socials or it's either Team Boss Babes, I have grown probably 150 followers in the last month. And that's just because I branched out and I started focusing more on building my brand than focusing on other people and other things. And I hope people understand that and people take that advice as well. So we're kind of coming to the end of the podcast, which I'm really sad because I really wish that this podcast could go on for like hours because I know it would be so interesting. Maybe we could do a comeback episode like six months to, you know, see our journeys in six months. Oh, but absolutely. <laughs> Count me in. I will love to come back anytime. Yes. So just like the last hurrah of this podcast episode what advice would you give other teens who want to start their own business like the best advice I have so much advice to give and I just want to say if you're thinking about starting your own company dm me I'm at sustainabay like I really really like helping young women get started because I had so many women help me and I would not be where I am without that. And I wouldn't be able to excel today without the women that I have in my life right now, helping me even now. So I'm happy to help anybody, but I have a couple like really strong points here that I want to make sure you're really hearing. 
So a couple of different things. First thing is when you're starting your business, perfection is the enemy of production. If I'm sure Paula, like right now, I'm sure there's a million things you'd want to do in this podcast to like make it perfect. Right. But you're, you're just starting it. You reached out to me. You reached out to this YouTuber that you're going to have on here. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it's like, you got these two people that you really admire to do it. And it's, you just started, you know what I mean? Just imagine what's going to happen in a couple months from now, like who you're going to have on. It's going to be incredible. And it's never going to be what you want it to be. You're always going to be thinking about ways to improve your business, no matter what. I'm telling you guys, the day that I sold Relove, I thought it was like not where I wanted it to be. And you need to get feedback in order to make a good company. And don't worry if it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. So just get it out there, prototype it, make your minimum viable product. In business, we call it an MVP just what is the bare bones that you can start with? Once you have those bare bones, put it out there. And I also love this quote. I forgot who said it, but I think it was Steve Jobs. I'm not sure. Basically, it was like, if you're not embarrassed about your product, you waited too long to launch it. That is, that is the quote. So just get it out there. And then this one actually ties perfectly into that getting it out there and perfection is the enemy of production which is your company is what your customers think it is, not what you think it is. So you'll never know what they think it is unless you get it out there, but you always need to listen to your customer's feedback. Not everything that they say, because people can be definitely critical, but you know, when the majority of people are saying, Hey, that name is really hard to spell or Hey, it would be a lot better if you offered flexible pricing or, hey, it'd be a lot better if I could order this on my phone. Or, hey, do you guys let me pay with PayPal? Um, that's like the type of thing that you need to get out there. And then I think another, another really big thing is like, don't get stuck on trying to build something from scratch as much as you can. Um, the best ideas are always copies or not copies, but iterations, right? They're progressions of things that came before. So it's like, it's like this concept of like, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Like get inspired and then turn the company into something that, um, you like that's unique for you. So I, I kind of want to, I know that sounds really, um, like, theoretical. So in a very practical way, like launch your shop on Shopify, don't build a website from scratch. Like Shopify has incredible tools that can make your business go from, you can be on Shopify from $1 to a hundred million dollars. You wouldn't need to build your own website. So it's just like, use the tools that are already out there, um, to accelerate your own growth. Like just make sure you're really thinking about like, Hey, is there something that already exists that I can use. And then you'll be able to like launch faster, make changes more quickly. Um, and I think that's like the last thing I guess I would say is if you don't believe in you, nobody else will believe in you. And I think that that's really key. And I know this, this really sucks to hear, but it is the reality. Like nobody, nobody wakes up every day. Like, wow, like everything is great. Like I'm going to kill it. You know? but you really do have to put on that armor for yourself, for your employees, for your investors. Nobody wants to be a part of something where the person running it 
doesn't believe in it a hundred percent. And like, you're going to have your trials and your tribulations, but like, that's what it means to be an entrepreneur. You're going to second guess yourself, but like having that optimism and that confidence is literally the most critical thing. I would have never been able to achieve anything if I wasn't confident and, um, and like really believed in it. And so just really make sure that you believe in it so that you can inspire other people to believe in it too. Yes. Oh my God. I love this. And if you don't believe in it, hold on, last thing. If you don't believe in it, don't do it. You know, like really, if you, if it, if you don't fully believe in it, it wouldn't be a success anyways. Yeah. And that's, oh my God, those tips are amazing. And I just want to say, I also represent those tips as well. I tell a lot of people and a lot of girls that ask me and DM me, do I need to start my own business? Can I start it? And I just always make sure to tell them if you're passionate about it and this is what you love doing, it's going to go through the roof. For example, me, I started Socials by Paola. I never knew it was something I was so passionate about. I just started because I had these skills and I kind of needed something to put up on my college resume. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I started out knowing that I had a passion for YouTube and I never became a content creator on YouTube. I never became a YouTuber, but I knew all these skills and I had figured out this is a way I can share them. I wasn't as passionate when I started, but once I got into the hang of it and I got my first clients, I was like, I love this. I am so passionate about this. I know that I can make a change. And I am officially eight months now from starting my journey. And I have almost 700 followers. I have grown over 50 clients and it's all because I love it. And I grew a passion for it. And I realized now that this is a passion of mine. And since it was a passion, it became something it is now. And that's what I hope as well for Teen Boss Babes. I have a passion for helping teen entrepreneurs. From starting Social Pipeline, I knew that helping teen entrepreneurs was something that I'm going to start next because there's no community for me when I started. And I want to be that person to be like, there is a community for me now that I am starting my journey. So I really stand up for passion and passion being the person, the thing that's telling you this is what is meant for you. Because if you do something without a passion and without, you know, my mom says without ganas, which is without effort, it's not going to happen and and it's not going to go where it is because you're not, you don't really love it. So your tips are amazing. Your tips are inspiring. And now that wraps up our podcast. I'm so happy that you were on here, Alex. It means so, so, so much. You guys don't even know. Alex probably doesn't even know. Like, it's crazy to see that I have this woman, this girl boss that I met. What was it? When did we like meet? Like, uh, at least a year, more than a year ago. Probably like a year ago. And I would have never thought I would have her speaking on a podcast or. I would have never thought I had this like relationship with her even after our, after my internship. And that being that I went back to Relove for a second term, I just never, you know, you never know what can happen and opportunities can lead you to bigger opportunities. And I am so happy to have Alex here. I just want to say thank you. And I hope my listeners learned so much from you and a little bit about what I shared in there. So 
yeah thank you so much for being here alex all of her information will be in the show notes if you guys want to follow her follow her journey um you can follow go ahead and say what where they can find you sure you guys can find me at thriftspired like thrift and inspired thriftspired and sustaina bay so sustainability but sustaina bay b-a-e and like Paula said, it'll be in the show notes. And I am such a huge fan of yours. I'm so proud of you for starting this podcast. I think it's so needed. This type of voice for young women must be out there, especially for teens. And I just want everybody listening to know that wherever you are, like you're probably living with your parents, you're probably in high school, like you didn't like necessarily choose any of that, right? But like, you're going to go to college, you're going to become an adult and like, you will find your tribe, you will find your passion. So just like really take this time to love yourself, know yourself, and you will be exactly where you're supposed to be. I promise you that. So I'm so happy to be here. And like, Paula is such an amazing inspiration, even to me. So keep following her. She's going to keep being an inspiration to you as well. And I'm just so proud of her. And I'm so happy that I got to be here and actually very honored that I got to be a part of this podcast. Thank you so much. We'll chat soon in another episode. So guys, stay tuned if you want to hear more of our future journeys, what happens in six months, because I think six months would be a good recap episode. Definitely. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about Alex's story and my story. Don't forget to leave a review. See you in our next episode.